Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, where we take a journey within to uncover the inner resources deep within our soul to transform physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is through this higher sense of knowing we are able to design and live our lives with purpose, compassion, and for the collective consciousness. Are you ready to start your own inner revolution? Come with me. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Renee, and today's show is a very, very special show. As every week is a magical week, this week in particular is even more magical because I have a very, very special guest with us today. And our topic is going to be all related to twin flame and the divine union and all those kinds of things. And there was no one else better in the world to bring onto the show than my own love and my own twin flame. And I'm about to bring him on here in a second. But for those of you who are new to the show, let me go ahead and say thank you. Those of you who have been listening to us every single week, let me say thank you, thank you, thank you. And last check on the radio site, we are currently in 26 countries. So I'm getting ready to put a little shout out for those countries that still remain off our show. And for those who may know people in those countries, if you might want to go ahead and send a link of the show out there and see if we can't get this into just about all the continents in the world. I said earlier, maybe even Antarctica, there's researchers down there. We can have them listen to the show. But anyway, let's go ahead and get started with today. So who is my special guest? My love, my twin flame, Gorov Segal, aka G. And G is an accomplished author, is a writer, a poet, a magical pensman and wordsmith. He has written a beautiful compilation and a book of poetry, and he's getting ready to actually put out a second book that we'll get him to talk a little bit about as well. And I met G a while ago and was just coming into my understanding of what a twin flame was. And I had been having these feelings and hearing these sort of calls inside my soul and not really understanding what they were. And so we thought it would be really good to go ahead and do this very special broadcast. So I'm going to go ahead and bring G onto the mic. Hello, love. Are you there? Hello. Hello. I'm here. Hi, sweetie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you? I am good. I'm good. Thank you for agreeing to do this show. With all due pleasure. <laughs> and if you guys aren't aware, G is just the most absolute beautiful gentleman as well. So this is the real deal. What you hear is really what you get when you meet G. And so G, can you tell us the latest? Um, how are things going in your writing and with your books before we begin the show? As for writing, writing is going good. Poems are coming on, flowing like something. Words that come in like epiphanies these days, because I am in the union of a twin flame relationship, as I am here with my twin flame herself, Renee. And I will uh, talk to you about how the, the union impacts your writing process, too, in a little bit, because I'm sure that must, must be true. But 
Yes. Yeah, right. So for our listeners, we did a story on Instagram recently where we sort of played the 20 questions of ask G and Renee anything that you wish. And we got a lot of questions. It took me hours to compile all the responses and put it back in the stories. And we want to go ahead and say thank you for everyone who participated. But um, a lot of questions were related to the twin flame. What is it? And does you do you have to live in divine union with your twin and all these kinds of things? So we're going to talk about all that today. So, so G, can you tell everybody who's listening today what is a twin flame? Oh, what is the twin flame? It's to all start with the creation process. As in creation, when we talk of nature, where we are existing, everything exists in duality. If there is good, there is bad. If there is a north, there is a south. If there is east, there is west. Day and night. In the same way, there is a male and a female to every living being, right? Just the same way as we talk in the spiritual uh, context, there is a male and a female entity of energies or characteristics, mainly, I mean, indicated as masculine and feminine in one single body. So the twin flame is a kind of an analogy that people might talk about, might believe, but you do not know until you meet the one. It's like a perfect mirror. Why so? Because just like there is the positive and the negative, both are originating from the same source. Same way, one and the other, in a twin flame relationship, there has to be two, because the word itself says twin. So these two were created together, put on earth, somewhere to wonder, to carry on their own lives, to go through the cycles of time, karma, death and birth. And once at a point in life when both of those entities are at a certain point where they are closest or nearest to the ascension or ultimate enlightenment or the true, we would say, opening the gates of the awareness, Mm -hmm. true awareness of self, reality, existence and the reason but for that to go to the next level you must meet the one right yeah and i was going to mention that because a lot of our listeners asked as well do you do you have to come into union into contact with your twin to be able to successfully engage in the ascension process the answer to that might be yes Because the answer to that is yes, because that is like a compulsion, like a last bit of a jigsaw puzzle, right? The last piece of the puzzle that completes the entire picture or completes the entire framework, the structure. The structure, what we are referring to here is the entering of a soul into life, going through the life cycles, attaining enlightenment. Enlightenment in sorts is like true bliss, coming to the awareness that nothing hampers you and you could never hamper anything. I mean, the things are changing around. We might be the medium or we might be the one experiencing it, but we are not solely connected to the world or to the outside or to thoughts or everything that flows around. So the thing that comes to union is one must understand what is the definition to union for that single person, right? Because if we speak it, of it in physical terms, Union might seem like having a family or staying together or being in a relationship, talking as a loved one or anything, right? Mm -hmm. All the different examples. But on the other hand, 
the true union or the meaning, the true meaning of union in a twin flame relationship is the awareness that the soul itself is carried in two different bodies. Yeah. There are two entities, two bodies, two vessels, two human beings. Might be of the same sex, might be of the opposite, but the differences are always easy to be seen because the vessels have been rotating in different timelines, right? Being in the same time and space. So once we come to the awareness of like letting go of the ego, letting go of the burden, and suppose it, if suppose we have completed the path, 90% of the path, and the last bit is left. To carry out that last bit and you to attain moksha, you to attain salvations or liberation, one needs to meet the last bit, the conduit. So twin flame relationship itself is just an awareness, an open mind, an open heart that accepts that, yes, I am here and I am living there right. in that body too. Yeah. And I think that was probably the most powerful part for me in my life was when I became aware of you and knew you existed. I had felt you my entire life. My father even spoke of you in a way, in a spiritual sense, when I was very little. And you guys know this. If you read my book, The Unbecoming, you know I talk all about my journey through all of this to, you know, within myself and, and most particularly the role of my dad um, in all of these types of things in my life. And when you came into my life, it was interesting because I always joke because I always said, I didn't know who you were at first. I thought you were a woman in a way because one, there was really no clear picture in your profile. Your hair was longer as it is now. And I love it, but your hair was longer and you really couldn't see your whole face. And I, and it was a name again that I, you know, just didn't recognize or anything like that. And I thought we were just really good friends there for a while. We were just chit-chatting. We were just talking and yeah. All of a sudden, I started to have this sensation like there was something different about you. And I kept getting drawn to needing to communicate with you and reaching out to you. And I remember kind of backing off and coming back and backing off and coming back. Um, and not intentionally, not purposely, but it was just something kept pulling me back. And I remember in that moment of saying, there's something here. And there was, there obviously was. And you know, that's such a beautiful thing in the twin flame dynamic is when you become aware what your existence is for, you really start to be able to pay attention to those lessons and work through those things that are being presented to you. We have been, from my understanding, our entire life on this journey, on this process, and everything we do, every outcome that we experience, every lesson that we are handed, whether we learn from it or not, is part of this process. And I know when we came into contact, it was very powerful. Um, and yeah, yeah. So do you want to tell the listeners, because I hope you guys understand what she was just talking about, that many times in the twin flame dynamic, we think that we have to go and find them and you know, hunker down in a traditional relationship and get married and have children and live out these lives. Some of us are fortunate to be able to do that, but many are not. 
And so that awareness piece is really critical. It doesn't mean you have to go meet them and live out every aspect of your life because it just might not be possible, right? It just might not be possible. You might already be in union with a soulmate. You might be in union with, you know, a karmic partner, whatever might be the case, but the awareness and the work is what's most important that you do, but there will be a union. There will be some contact later on. But so so G, talking about that, right, about when you come together and that twin flame dynamic and union, that energy is really powerful. What are some things that our listeners really should know about, you know, kind of the, I don't want to say pros and cons, but just the reality of the energy and what that really is. And the second part of that would be how do they work through those kinds of things? Yeah, so I would ask your permission to explain the question with a story rather than an answer, please. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, because we were given a spirit. We are all given a spirit. We carry one in our bodies since from the time that we are born in this planet to the time we leave this planet. And God knows what happens after that. Yeah. Right? Right. But the thing is, we all carry a spirit. We are with that spirit. We don't know where we are going. But we say the creator created us. His hand was behind the creation. Mm -hmm. So we are holding something that was created by the hand of the creator himself. Something so pure that is so godly that it could be named God without naming it our own name. Right? Because it is the spirit. We cannot see it, name it, or feel it. But the thing is, when you see God, when you pray to him, we pray to the idea of God. But when actually God appears in front of us, can we hold any thought of anything whatsoever related to this world or any world whatsoever? No. Because that moment of purity needs you to be pure enough, right? And let the baggage go. And the soul work that is needed is not easy. Amen. But nothing is easy. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is easy. Yeah. But the thing is, we are serving. We came here to serve. We, all of us, whether we are serving ourselves, whether we are serving our families, our loved ones, or the world, collective the oneness everything began from service and while servicing while being of service we were putting ourselves out forgetting ourselves within ourselves but once in a lifetime in doing all of this for others or for the collective you have to look back to yourself and create something that was not there or mend something that you see is broken, to heal something that you see is either looks like a scar or a wound, right? Yeah. The soul has a lot of work to do, like letting down the ego, letting down the attachments, not being detached, but being one with all. Yeah. Just like the soul says, it's one. Everybody has a soul. But we don't know what is the difference in my soul and your soul. The same way this thing is 
revolving around the same thing, the godly aspect, the divinity. And hence it proves, hence it tells us how pure it is and why is it that after meeting so many karmic partners, after going through so many lives, it is the last point of our life, of our incarnations and reincarnations that we meet our twin. And when we meet our twin and the soul work is done, in the union, the union in awareness, right? Because people might be in contact and in union, divine union, the union in awareness with their twin flame, but in the physical, they might be married or they might be having a relationship with a karmic partner or a soulmate, with a soulmate. Right. So the twin flame dynamic doesn't have to be bound in any of the material aspects of relationships has to be that pure. But the union itself needs all the soul work to be done prior to that. Yeah. Because the moment we take something of the limited into something that is unlimited, that limit will be shown, right? Yeah. That will come out. So we need to drop the limited things. The limited that is the title, the limited that is the name, the limited that is the ego, the limited that is awareness of life because this relationship twin flame relationship itself has nothing to do with life has nothing to do with name has nothing to do with gender has nothing to do with senses whatsoever yeah it is like living in divinity and all around and i'm so glad that you brought up that idea that the work needs to be done prior to the union and and then when you're in union though right so that that important silver because someone might ask us how do you know that the work is even done and that's when you you really start to become into contact being able to feel one another being able to sense that vibration out there it's like you know and so if you're unable to feel you're a twin. If you're unable to know, do I have a twin? You do. Everyone has a twin. But if you're unable to feel that, experience that, sense that, then probably the answer is that there's still things to be done, you know? And, and so just stay focused on what you're doing, you know, continue to do your soul work, continue, as G said, to drop the ego, to look at your attachments. Mine was codependency. That was the last link for me that I really had to face, I really had to look at. And even part of it still was done after we were in contact, we were in union. And, and what was G was saying is that when you two come together, there is even, there's work now to be done together, right? There's that shared space I always talk about that, that gets created. And this almost looks like a baby in a way, like the two of you are coming together, birthing this sort of element. I don't even have a name for it. I don't know if you do, honey, but like, you know, really birthing this space that becomes something that you guys walk amidst the entire rest of your time in union to ascension. And that's why for G and I, service is so important because that's why we're here. That's what we're called to do, right? And and that's how we continue to do the work that we need to do together. And it's not easy. I'll speak just as the other partner here, 
that it isn't easy. There have been moments that have shown up in our relationship out of transparency that were, you know, pieces that were mistaken as things that we hadn't concluded in our own individual time. And the thank God we're as stubborn as we are, that we were able to see through that facade, through that illusion itself to trick us to kind of yeah. not continue on our path is what I'm convinced of, right? And, or are you really serious? You really know what you're doing in a way. Um, And when we were able to see through the facade, we were able to see that this was the last piece. This was the last thing that was left that said, it isn't that you missed anything together. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. But the work that you need to do now is about seeing that you've done the work. I know this sounds crazy, you know, and you say it a couple of times, but it is. It's the last lesson is to get you to see you've done the work, that you have released the attachment, right, honey? And you you have unbecome. Stop tricking yourself to believing that you haven't and sit in that, stay in that. What do you think about that, honey? Exactly. Like why do the lie why do we think that the Lai Lama need to needs to Meditate. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like a teacher who is continuously learning as a student, but is never proud of his knowledge, but invest himself rather in the seeking. Yeah. Right? And for the thing that when do we know that actually is this my twin or is my twin coming or will I meet my twin? The answer to that is, if you're looking for it, you're never going to find it. Yeah. If you're thinking you are looking for it and you will manifest that relationship, that thing never works in this relationship. You can never manifest your twin flame. It rather runs away. Why? Because you are manifesting the idea of the twin. Yeah. So you're attracting all the other people who are thinking about their twins. That's true. My God, that's huge. I don't think people get that. I see so many people on social media and there's so many beautiful twin flame sites that we both follow and we honor you all. I mean, we love the work that you're doing. We really do. And and we're not speaking of you. What we're speaking of is more of people who are not knowledgeable of what the twin flame dynamic is. And in an actuality, through their actions, through their behaviors, are actually creating the repulsion, right, of the energy right. and creating a harder path for themselves in their lives versus if you had just stopped, stay focused yeah, on yeah. you, do your work, they will come. That's when they, will, That's they, will when they come. Yeah. So, honey, here's yeah. a question because I know a lot of people probably wonder this. How did you know I was out there? How did I know you were out there? Yeah. Oh, God. So for me, <laughs> I would say the gods answered that. I was doing my own soul work and I was isolated. I isolated myself because I was yeah, me too. more like getting to the discipline of an ascetic or a monk, abiding by the rules of spirituality, abiding by the rules of spirit, the knowledge of the scriptures, the Vedas, and strict non-materialism yeah i moved on to that path and i was moving on to that path but there was one point when i was struggling even in spirituality like i know the answer to my own question 
because the soul inside is whispering and I'm aware to that whisper. So I'm listening to it. But still, there is a peace left. Couldn't figure out. There was a time when I went with my elder sister for a trip to a nearby town. And there was a temple, a Brahma temple. Brahma is said to be the creator of souls in the Hindu culture. So I went to that temple and there was a saint sitting over there who never knew me before that. I went to the priest and I said, I am struggling with spirituality. Rather than looking for some answers, I am looking for a teacher who could give me an answer or who could point me to the direction. He opened the book of Vedas and he told me my name without even asking me my name. And he said that, yes, this is a point that you are not married yet, first of all, because the simplest of thing is your natal chart. A lot of times people might meet their partner or their soulmate, the one that is said to be in this life, right? Without skipping those parts and going right to the twin flame. They just manage it, adjustments of some kinds. So the priest told me, that move on your path, keep on moving on your path. And your path is not to get something out of it, but to show the way to true enlightenment in the moment. Yeah. I was doing my soul work. And right then and there I knew that there is something left for me to see. There is a part of me I need to know that I did not when that man said those words, I knew there is a part that is already serving while I am not. I was in the hermit mode, you might say. But <laughs> on the other hand, my twin was always contributing to the collective. When we came together, I saw a cloud that was looking like more like half of a wing, one wing of a butterfly, and my love on the other side. I saw a story on her Instagram page with half a wing of a butterfly with all the affirmations, positive affirmations in there. And I took the picture and sent it over to her and said, I was wondering where the other half of the butterfly went to. Mm -hmm. I never knew you got it already. And that was the time that everything started to come in contact. The connection started to establish. But still, you will get to the truth only if you are not believing that you have set your foot on the truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you believe that the work is done, it is not done. Right. Right? So this is constant. It's like moksha in the moment means enlightenment in the moment or liberation, salvation in the moment would mean... Until the next one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I And I'm glad you shared that story because it's such a beautiful journey that we've taken. And you said that you were in isolation. And I was too, not in the same way you were. I wasn't in hermit mode because obviously I have our kids and, you know, things like yeah. that, that I had to attend to. But I had Thank given you. up. Oh, I had given up relationships. I had given up sex. I had given up materialism um, to the extreme degree. I mean, obviously there were, you know, things I had to live and have for the sake of, you know, taking care of children, but I really had walked away from a lot of it. I remember financially being in probably the lowest point I was in for quite some time, you know, bringing in the the littlest amount of income and that point in time in that summer where I used to work and have a lot of things. And yet 
everything was taken care of. Every minute I turned around and I was worried about money, money showed up. Every time I was worried about the kids, they were fine. Every time I was worried about my health, I got a good report, you know, all these kinds of things. And I think that that's another sort of sign for you that even if you're in some of the darkest things that you think you're in in your shadow, but things still keep showing light to you, keep showing you the positivity and that kind of stuff. Like that's a good indication you're on the right path to keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. Don't keep looking. Don't keep moving every which way to go try to find this person. Don't give up your life. Um, You know, keep doing what you're doing. And then if you're lucky like us and you get an opportunity to be life partners, you know, there still is going to be work that you have to do. And intense work. Yeah. The energy is, is hot. It's really, really intense energy. As anybody who knows our story and knows our, our separations and things like that, it is because we are one in the same and it's because we are a, a true mirror reflection of one another. I think I said that right. I'm not sure if I said that right, but yes. um, you know, those kinds of things that, you know, what is deep within you that you do not like about yourself or what is deep within you that you have not wanted to see is going to show up in your twin. And so that's why that soul work is so critical. But when you get to this last part and you recognize that this is just the way it's supposed to be, and there is no trying to shift it, change it, transform it anymore, let it be. Um, and we're, we're in that stage right now, right? Like that's really where we are. And it's like, okay, so if one does this, the other one doesn't really even have to react or respond. <laughs> and if the other one does this, the other one doesn't have to react or respond. And that's a way of really neutralizing that energy. I find it works really well for us. Um, yes. cause if we constantly go back and forth, then there's explosion, there's lava, there's, you know, <laughs> There's kind of like, glad. right? Yeah, the universe explodes. People know. And so people have asked me, you know, should I just avoid the twin thing altogether? I've seen people's, you know, um, IG pages that disagree with the twin thing. Um, some of our even devout, devere, or devere, oh my God, dearest teachers. There we go. Oh, that was a new word I created that was uh, Hindi meets English right there. So our dearest teachers that we have are starting to kind of go, I don't know how I really feel about this. So what what do you think explains why some people are moving away from that? I won't give out an answer. I would just give out like my own perception to the answer. Mm -hmm. Because as we look at life, everyone is doing something or something, right? Yeah. We are either working for the physical or the metaphysical. Yeah. Either working for the reality or working for spirituality, right? Yeah. There works to be done in the physical and there works to be done in the spiritual for your own spirit, for your own soul, for your own personality, your emotions, and the way you have a grip on your life, right? So the thing is, the question for everything and anything, like a kid going for school, going for grad school, he asks his parents, what should I do? His parents ask him back, what do you want to do? Right? It's a question of where do you want to go and how far are you willing to go? Yeah. If you want to give up just coming to yourself and not meeting the other part of you, I mean, we just look at it as ourselves to be one person. Yeah. And that is the thing. The debt of karma, we might say it. I'm just referring to it as because 
if we look at it as not a debt as we are obliged to, but a debt that is morally ours to pay. The sole work that we are doing for ourselves. And once a person comes to the utter awareness that I am the answer to my questions, right? I don't need any validation. I don't need something out, but not out of any harsh or hard feeling, right? Coming out of a place of compassion, a, co a place of kindness. Once you are truly with yourself, you get to meet the other one. You get to see the other one, just a glimpse. And that glimpse is a glimpse of an opportunity that you can be together, the divine union, only if you are willing to do the work that is for your soul, but not the body. The body is the other one. Like there are some things in my body that I have, I am to do, but some things that my twin is here to rectify. Yeah. The same way, some things are here for my twin to do, and some things I am here to do. So that's my part. I should be up for the service and I should be carrying that flame of determination to go beyond any obstacle or hurdle that reality puts up against us. And that's so so huge that you talk about that because I don't think people get that. And when we are in karmic relationships or even soulmate relationships, many times the partners are trying to even each other out in a way, but they try yes. to even themselves out on similar aspects, similar characteristics, right? It's like, well, I am extroverted. I want you to be extroverted. Well, I love to sing. So I want you to sing with me. You know, yeah. I enjoy this, come do this with me, or I am more financially responsible. You need to be financially responsible. And yes, these are material, you know, in reality kind of things, but even so, you know, one of the things I've learned with us is, wow, what is so crazy when you really start to see the reality of the twin is everything that I've ever been ill with, you have been. Everything you've mm -hmm. ever been ill with, I have been. And there were things that we knew we could feel. We could feel from each other that were so amazingly powerful. And the other piece was that I was terminally ill back in December, almost passed away, right, from a blood infection. You recently almost passed from just all sorts of toxic elements and things like that, really trying to, to remove themselves out of your body. And yes. the, the reality of this is that when we are doing our work, though, we're healing ourselves and each other and the collective. And so if even if you're not in contact with your twin, know again that it's so important that you do do your work, whatever comes to you to take care of physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually, that you're doing that. Because even if you do know who your twin is and they don't seem to be doing their part right now, by you doing your part, you're aiding the energy of the collective. And so eventually, right, as we call the tower effect, you're not always going to be on the top or the bottom. It's going to switch from time to time. As G and I, many times I'm in the hole and he's pulling me out. Many times he's in the hole and I'm pulling him out. And that's, that's what it is. So by you doing your part and doing the things that you need to do, you know, whenever the other one is depleted or down, you're energized and ready to go. 
And yeah. that's the big, big part of the cycle. Um, and most relationships are, are not balanced to begin with. Twins aren't going to always be balanced either all of the time. Yeah. Either, right? Can you talk a yeah, little bit about that, honey? That is because, you, as you said, it's the mirror reflection. Yeah. It's something in which when we enter, when we get to know the twin, or when we talk to them, even without any knowledge of them being the twin, them being the true one, this might happen coincidentally a lot of times. That is a false twin. Please do not yeah. go for that thing. Oh, I did. Because a twin. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. Well, you learned yeah. your lessons. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You learned your exactly. lessons, though, right? You really do. Yeah. There was a purpose why they came to you. So I don't know yes. if we should tell you to really stay away from them, but just be aware that they're not your twins. Just be aware. Yeah. Yeah. And the awareness comes from the knowledge that if you're in a relationship, just as my love said, that we are holding an urge to be something of similarity in the two, right? There has to be something similar. Like I am doing this, you have to do this. But in a twin flame relationship, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. It's so similar that you freak out. Yeah. It's yeah. intensely similar. Yeah. And when they when they mirror that aspect too of you, it will be very powerful because you will feel like you have already taken care of that. Why is the shit showing up again? And exactly. because it's in them. And maybe that's that for them to be acting out, living out. Yeah. And not necessarily for you. So what goes dormant in you might be active in them and what's active in them might, you know, or vice versa, whichever. I think I got that confused, but you guys know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. So, so exactly. my love, I know this is such a huge topic that we could do probably three or four, and we may separate shows on this. You know, I really think like we should probably do a separate show on, you know, how do you start really getting that vibrational aspect right? You know, sort of in play. And we can talk a little bit about the work that we each did. But, but for now, as we kind of wrap up, I always ask the infamous question of all of my guests is, it's a legacy question. I call it the footprint in the sand. In mm -hmm. a way of thinking about the impact of the work that you're doing, or are going, you know, are going to be doing here. What impact, what legacy do you want to leave here for the younger generation, for people who are coming up after you um, to be aware of and, and to be inspired by? Yeah, it's, it's more like on a very deep-rooted aspect of life. The feeling that we get when we hear the name death. And I want to leave, if I may, if I am blessed by God to do this. I want as many people and every single soul that I touch in this life, I want them to be so released, so free, and so in the element, in the spirit. Every moment, but no matter what moment it strikes, they go away with ease. Mm. No boundaries, no strings attached. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love you, honey. I love you, Blue. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. And everyone, for G and myself, Dr. Renee, 
We thank you for listening today and being part of this very special show. As I mentioned before, know again that we will do more of these for sure. Uh, we may even try to get Gian more often to talk about other things too, um, as he always is so insightful and full of wisdom and love that we love when he shares his words with all of us. If you do not follow G at this time, you are crazy. You need to go do that right now. So go to your Instagram page and go to at Projecting Divinity and go ahead and click follow for my love. And um, he'll keep you informed on the books and other things that are coming up. Um, I will be visiting India shortly. So we'll definitely be plugging some of that between both of our pages. And um, other than that, gee, thank you again. I love you to pieces. Thank you for having me, dear. I love you more. And be sure to check out G's books, A Longing to Love, and his new book, Being the Sacred Tree of Life. We are also going to be launching our online community, The Inner Revolution. So stay tuned or go ahead and into my bio on Instagram, you'll find the link. Thank you and have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Inner Revolution Radio Show. If you haven't already done so, check us out on iTunes. And also check out our website at www.transcendentheart.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Renee One Life. Have yourself an amazing week.